Oh man, we live. Man, we fucking live. Fine. We live. Man. Talk to me, man. Bruh. Turn the motherfucking out. noise up, man. Bruh, I went out. I went out and bought a new fucking headset. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a new headset. It's gonna be tight. <laughs> fucking things been giving me problems ever since I bought the fucking thing last week. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna look online first. Look online first uh, to see if there's anything to way to fix this shit. Right. And the problem was I could only hear out of the right side of the headset. You. And yeah, and like normally, like you know how I do this shit. I always I only have one headphone on, mm-hmm. so I can still like listen to music when I'm playing my games, shit like that. Uh-huh. So everybody was like just talking. I was like, oh yeah, you just have to have the input set at the right spot. <laughs> what uh? Where'd you get it? Got the store, Wait, Walmart. The local Walmart. What brand is it? Astro. Have you ever heard of Astro? Bro, we're limited on shit. We're limited on products in the local Walmart. Goddamn, man. Got Samsung out that bitch. <laughs> they got JBLs out that bitch. Man, these motherfuckers are 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah, well fucking spent. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ren, yeah. how you feel? How you feeling, dog? I'm, I'm fucking good. That's how I am. <laughs> yeah, not regular good. You're fucking good. I'm good. Just yeah, wh- it's getting a little scratchy, but it's okay. Watch that connect. That, that connect. Oh yes, let's make it worse. I'm trying to get. Uh, I'm trying over here, man. I feel you. I feel you. I still gotta. I, I still have to grade it. I am. I'm, I'm not. I'm not always an A for effort kind of guy. I'm getting an A plus plus for this effort. You over definitely, here. you definitely trying. Uh, sometimes you gotta just produce, like, and I don't mean necessarily you, but like in general, like sometimes people are like yeah, A for effort. No, no, no. Like sometimes that effort shit. No, sometimes you gotta get the shit done. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we'll get the shit done tomorrow. <laughs> those motherfuckers. <laughs> Go back to life, back to reality. Shit, man. Yeah, man. See, one thing too. One thing too that I don't like. I mean, I, I love this new phone, but mm-hmm. these motherfuckers, man. I used to be able to have my phone plugged in and be hooked up to the headphone jack, recording. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. No, motherfuckers. no. Not anymore. Not anymore. Ah. Streets done change, ah. dog. I don't like it. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting too old for these streets. The streets is done. <laughs> uh, how the how the fuck you been? <laughs> uh, I almost went into a tirade about these young punks. I had ain't got a scrap of work <laughs> ethic, but I decided not to. Um, you sound real old then. Yeah, no, I do. But you know what? Now that we're here, I almost kind of want to get into it, man. Like, there's something that happened around like maybe like 1991 at the latest, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna offend everybody born after 1991, but also some of that shit. I mean, there's some leftover, like, there, there, there's there's a, there's a switch. The cloth is just a little different after 91. Maybe, maybe 92, but I'm probably just being nice. But probably, like, 91, the cloth changed, man. Like, me and you, our generation, we're the products of, like, we realize that maybe our parents and our elders didn't have the same abilities of, strengthening their mental health and mental mental health and, and spiritual health right yeah but in us realizing that we talked about it and then did the work to be better 
these new little young punks today little fuckers just talk about it they don't actually do the work they just talk about it and that's that's for anything like I get it the world is different and there are certain you know practices in place that keep us whoever they want us to be but like these little young punks man um yeah they just they just they they just talk it they're they're quick to quit any and everything that they're not perfect at um they don't handle constructive criticism well they use buzzwords like that doesn't serve me like fuck off um tired these little young punks man i'm the old nigga in the club now i feel great until i come across like a 24 25 year old like so yeah that's my old man rant um otherwise i feel good yeah man fuck yeah (laughs) That's that's why i don't go out anymore oh yeah that's the reason nah <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I feel that, man. But that shit just permeates to like everything. I work in the service industry and I gotta like teach these young punks how to be like people again and like take control of the room and at the slightest the at the slightest deviance of whatever they think the plan is, they fucking glitch up. I mean it's Oh yeah, they get scared. You you gotta learn how to adapt out here, man. Y'all learn how I mean, to that's one of the things. One of the things I always tell like any anybody new at work, like especially if like nervous, like what the fuck are you nervous about? I'm you're just nervous gonna yell at him like, yeah, it's like I mean like I fuck up all the time. Like you're gonna fuck up. It's all right. Like, and the more fuck up. the more you worry about fucking up, the more you're gonna fuck up. The more you're gonna fuck. Yeah, exactly. Just do you know the shit. Saying? Just, bruh, I wear Nike, <laughs> not Adidas, not Under Armour, not Puma. Just do it. That's it. You know, As I and fucking, my like, just hesitating and, and, like, I don't know, like, one of the things that I was always told by my parents, like, whenever I got a job, is, like, eventually, like, don't be asking motherfuckers what needs to be done at work after you've been there for so long. Like, Bruh. nobody wants your old ass up here fucking, oh, what do I need to do now? Fucking, Bruh. you know what the fuck needs to be done? You know what to do. Just get <laughs> yeah. it done. Like, how the fuck do you guys do this when I'm not here? Get it like, what done. Do you do Straight up. Get it done. Especially like in my line of work. Like I teach these young these young bucks. We go through an entire rehearsal. Like we rehearse yeah. everything. Yeah. So like when you come back and you all disheveled and shook up, like what what you shook up for? We rehearsed everything. Yeah. We're cooking we're cooking the same shit. Bruh. Every night. I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No two gigs are the same, but they're all the same. Just you gotta adapt. Yeah. If the timeline switches, just adapt. That's a life mantra, by the way, y'all. If your timeline switches, if you have something in your timeline and it don't go what it is, you gotta adapt. Yeah. That's it. Sounds <laughs> easy. Or you'll get adapted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Golly. Um, old nigga rant. Um <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of old nigga rants, uh, you watch the new Dave, the new Dave Chappelle? I, I did. Yeah, what you think, dog? I thought it was funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the new stand-up special. It was funny. Um, I, I definitely found myself myself saying like, "Oh my!" I said like, "Oh my god!" a few times. Oh yeah, well, right. and like 
It wasn't even really one of the funniest parts, but like when he just said, "Oh, it's gonna get worse," <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, Hey, he set the tone. Yeah, he set the tone. I um, I think I need to watch it again. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> ain't that a fact? Ain't that a fact? Um, yeah, man, I think I need to watch it again because you know he had his overall point of like. I mean, this special to me was definitely, and I mean, even in the title, The Closer. Like, he had like a five-paragraph theme. You remember five-paragraph themes in in school? Yeah, stupid shit. Yeah, well, I think this is like his five-paragraph theme about, like, quote-unquote cancel culture, especially, you know, um, people's attitudes towards, you know, transgender rights versus black rights. Um, and even said, you know, his point was that like he has nothing against the transgender community. It's about the whites. <laughs> That's what he said. It's about the whites. Um, I think a lot of people miss that too. Well, people are gonna get what they want to get out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? That's, what I'm, that's what I meant. So, like on that front, you know, he definitely made his point. But I want to watch it again because I think. I mean, because he talked about, you know, the LGBT community versus the black community and how people care about certain things versus other things we can get away with criticizing, chastising. But he kind of didn't Venn diagram it together. Like there's black LGBT, the black LGBT community, even though there was a very small part where like he addressed it without addressing it. Right. Where he was talking about, oh, girl, the daughter, the daughter. Of that yeah. woman he met, and she's standing with two, uh, two black gay men. I ain't gonna ex- describe how he did, but <laughs> the the <laughs> the facial description, I was I was cackling anyway. But two black gay men, and how she was talking about you know my people, my people, right? And he looked at Clifford and Clifford. It was like, uh, you wanna you wanna tell her anything? You wanna say anything right now? <laughs> Like, that was the only kind of, like, indirect, and it was indirect, you know, like, acknowledgement of black LGBT, you know, that Venn diagram in the middle. Um, so I don't know if there's kind of, like, a like a, a missing component, like, maybe a part of it that maybe he's not getting and it's not going into his set. Um, but, yeah, from what, I, from what I saw and remember, I mean... It was the conclusion. It was it was a conclusion paragraph of everything he, of everything he was saying, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely want to watch it again, but uh, uh, no, I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I need to go back and watch all of them. What's he got? Three specials on there? No, he's got because he's got like the um, two of them were like doubles. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, what was like the bird, the uh, the bird what was it, equanimity and the bird something, and the one that just said Chappelle, uh, parts one and two. Um, so yeah, a couple of them he put together. Now I want to just look it up real quick. What what everything was there? Netflix employee group calls for walkout amid tensions over Dave Chappelle's show. All right, golly, okay. What a time. I'm looking up the specials real quick just because I want to get all. Uh, Dave Chappelle's The Closer is not a simple victim bully story. That's very true. There's depth to it. Um, 
Oh yeah, Equanimity and the Bird Revelation is what it's called. Um, there's depth to it, but like I said, I want to watch it again because, because, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the idea about cancel culture is interesting because on one hand, on one hand, I'm not sure anyone ever gets canceled, and if they do, nobody gets canceled that the people still want. Like if they want your product, they're gonna get your product. Like yeah. R. Kelly is under the jail. And his streams went up. I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? Um So I mean that that aspect. And along with it, man, the idea that comedians can't be spicy, I'm not sure. Like there's a narrative that like all oh, comedians can't comediate. I just made it up, comediate anymore. And I'm not sure that's the truth. Because there's a lot of stand-ups, and maybe I, I, I... There's a lot of stand-ups who are like, oh, comedians can't comedian, and then they're on like the third or fourth Netflix special. Like, you're still getting the bag. They are comediating. You're still comediating, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, the narrative might not ring true. Um, I do respect the fact, or at least I, I I like the irony. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know if I say irony or respecting the fact, but like, I think one reason why Dave and he kind of talked about it in special why Dave can I don't want to say get away with it, but talks how he talks is because he walked away from this shit. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. He was never the guy that was like, please love me. No, you know what I'm saying. At least not openly. Please love me. Like he walked away from this entire thing um which only adds to the legend of him but what a time dog we'll have to watch it again you watch that squid game yet i watched a little bit i watched like four episodes three yeah. or four episodes mm-hmm. what'd you think i haven't uh, i haven't started it yet so uh i want i want to get involved i just haven't i haven't started yet. i heard it's like the thing it's the thing now it's it's okay mm-hmm. um i don't know like this is this is gonna sound. I hope this doesn't sound bad. <laughs> hey, let it let it rock, let it fly. Show it's platform. Like, it's like the the Korean and like the Asian like Japanese like style movies or shows. Like just some of the characters are just like too enthusiastic for me. It's like anime. <laughs> for okay, me. you know what I mean. Anime plus most extreme elimination challenge. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> And like sometimes I just can't stand this shit. It's like get to the fucking point. Like Gila douche. Where, where, where? I missed that show, Gila douche. Uh, it's like it's like. Well, yeah. I'm, you said you never like were into Pokemon and shit like that. But like, no. back like watching that cartoon. Yeah. Like the characters would be going fucking crazy, and it's like like I just don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so excited? Why yes, are you so exactly. animated? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, okay, okay. There is, and I'm probably going to speak out of turn, but, like, because I've never been an anime guy. However, any anime that I got put on to, I was like, okay, this is, you know, kind of decent. But there is a certain, like, animated disposition. (laughs) They're too animated for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little little too expressive, maybe. Faces are scrunched up a little, like too scrunchy um yeah we should probably back out i just feel like that I'm, yeah um 
Yeah, we should probably back out. Uh, so I had a moment. <laughs> Adam, I had another like I gotta have kids moment. Like, oh, yeah. uh, but not last week, maybe a week and a half ago. I uh, I was getting I was getting the kids ready, my staff ready for all their shows, and I had scheduled like eight loadouts, loading up gear, grabbing music, all within like an hour of each other. So I basically had like not my whole staff, but at least my staff that was working that day. Like I'm sitting at the head of the round table and like six of them are at the table, one's checking music, one's loading gear, and they're all like laughing and joking and carrying on and, and talking about their experiences and shit. And I got warmed in a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was warm as hell. Like I felt look what, I, look what I've done. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I did this, all you motherfuckers. Dead ass. I felt like I got a, like, all my kids from all my baby mamas finally forgave me. And I did all, of, I did the work to get back in everybody's good graces. And now we at the table. And now I just got to fully apologize to all y'all mamas, but at least y'all love me. <laughs> That's what I felt like. So now Hell I got yeah. that shit. Like I always, I always say, like oh, you know, if I have kids, maybe like two, maybe just two. Uh, more than one, no diss, but like minimum two. I might bump that up to four, dog. Huh? Might bump it up to four. Why not? Huh. You know what I'm saying? My mama was the last of eight. I think there was like both, both, yeah, both my mom's side of the family and dad's side of the family was like almost ten each. Bruh, a lot of fucking in the 50s, huh? Man, it's crazy. Bruh, a lot of fucking. Like, like, cause I know, like, I know nowadays, like, I'll Love get behind making. somebody, I'll get behind somebody, like, driving down the street, and they'll have, like, those little stickers on the back window. There'll be, like, yeah. ten little motherfuckers on there. Bruh. It's like, yo. Golly, give, give it up. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Bruh, let her, <laughs> let her stretch first. God damn! I was giving my guy shit about that recently because he had his son, um, not quite a year old, but you know, had his son, but had his daughter like right before it, plus one right before it. I'm like, dog, she ain't had a wine cooler since 2014. Like, let her breathe, my guy. Like, let her breathe. God damn! So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'll up it. Because I was used to, like, you know, growing up, again, my mom being the youngest of eight, and all my family gatherings on my mom's, so I was used to, like, big-ass family gatherings. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I, I want to, you know, create that again and just look at my seeds, um, you know, seeding, growing, sprouting. So. That's a lot of people have over at the house. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, that's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of planting seeds too. Um, give her a break. Give her a break. Get off her. <laughs> Get off her. <laughs> you don't pull out for shit. Okay. Um, yeah, man, we got to jam. You want to get started? We got to get started. Cause Let's we got a it. big ass show. Want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode 131. Of the hard camera, T H C C X X X I, and I 
am your guy, your guy, Juve. J-U-V, just under your visual. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, as always. Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Juve and Big Ren. Uh, Big Ren, let me know how they can reach you on the social media, is my guy. You got it, amigo. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A-Mafucka. A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check that shit out. Mm, and hit me. <clears throat> hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvie Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page, me and Big Ren on the show page on both Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, live witticisms, whatnot, here to forth, etc. And things of that nature. But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor, some are listening on Google Podcasts, some are listening on Breaker. And some are even listening on Radio Public. Wherever you're listening, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell an enemy. Heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that just won't give her a rest. Get off her. Content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Woo, Big Ren. We put the call out to the world. We are in the midst of the third, count them, one, two, three, the third, all Q and A episode. You gave us the cues. We're going to A them cues. We asked y'all to ask us anything about anything. And y'all definitely, definitely did. We went to Twitter. We went to the instant grams. You hit my text inbox. Ren, did I hit your text inbox too? Nah, nobody's got my number. Better man than me. Smarter man than me. And y'all gave us a whole heap, a whole heap of questions. Eep. Whole heap of questions about Eep. any and everything. What I want to do, I just want to shout out everyone who sent in questions. We bundled them all up. Let's shout out everybody real quick. Shout out to Region.Matt, Brendan O Negative, DJ Reed City, my friend, now yours, Gen Z6, my cousin Jordan, 19 underscore 85 underscore. Shout out to the Monsters Lair podcast. Shout out to Clark Street Wrestling podcast. Shout out to Blood Letter Metal. Shout out to at unofficial pride at ball sports at Simba underscore Jones. Shout out PC 020. Shout out Ironside.fk. Shout out DJ 400 meters. Shout out Grim underscore 5144. Want to thank every single one of y'all for contributing to this show. Want to thank everyone for listening. Let's get into them, dog, because we got a gang of them. Let's do it. Yeah, we got to Let's start with a string. Basically, kind of just set for you, my guy. Um, let's start from the top, my guy. I think I know the answer. I think long-timers know the answer. But, favorite beer for shotgunning? Oh, it's going to have to be Milwaukee's Best. Really? I'm just fucking with y'all. Oh, man. That's another deal. Fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, how's it going? Man. Uh that's the diesel, man. It's yeah. fucking Budweiser, king yeah, of yeah, beers. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That kind of actually takes into another question. I think you. I think we kind of already answered it. But 
Um, do you shotgun anything other than Bud Heavy? Shout out my Danny Quick moves. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to turn down a beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at FTA, I was shotgunning all types of shit that I'd never even fucking seen before. Oh, shit. And, and um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, Budweiser's just my go-to. Yeah. It's, uh, Budweiser's probably the first ever beer I drank when I was, like, really? 14. Never forget your like first. <clears throat> no. Yeah. What is well, the no, about- actually, actually, no, it was, actually, no, my first beer that I ever drank was King Cobra. <laughs> and I fucking hated it. <laughs> why? Why? What was wrong with it? It just it just tastes like it tastes like a worse version of two eleven. Oh man, don't get me started on them two elevens, <laughs> Bruh, We used to have weekends where it was chicken, Monopoly, and two elevens. Two elevens. <laughs> and we would man, don't man. Listen, them college drinking days, dog. Two elevens. MD twenty twenty, some, some Vegas. Fuck man, some man good Vegas, fucking Crystal Palace vodka. <laughs> fucking what filthy. Was, what, what was that? Uh, Juarez tequila. Ugh, Gosh, it was filthy. I swear, I swear. I remember, I remember we were at the bar one night and you're like, "Yo, you want to take a shot?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Let's do some tequila." I was like, "Oh, okay." I said that. And you just uh, filthy. Yeah, and you. You just asked for a tequila shot, and they give us a shot of Juarez. Like, oh, oh <laughs> I must have not been trying to like. I must have been heartbroken or something because I'm not really. I'm not really a tequila guy like that. I'll fuck with it, but no, nah, my heart must have been broke, dog. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I like. I fucks with clear tequila. Yeah, and the only way I fuck with dark tequila is if it's uh with uh shit. What is it? It's mm. with sugar. Yeah. and lemon. Really, not salt and lime. Not salt and lime, sugar and lemon. Sugar and lemon, okay. Huh. Next time, I, yeah. next time I fucking round with the fucking rounds. Um, what is it about Bud Heavy that you just that makes sure you go to? Just smooth, man. I used to honestly like <laughs> not be able to drink it as much. Like it'd give him like crazy heartburn. Yeah. And and I think I just had to get over that hump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the heartburn hump. Get heartburn over it. hump. Okay. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Let's keep pushing, man. It's, okay, go ahead, okay. No, 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 yeah, no, and I was just saying, it's just the king of beers, you know. <laughs> True enough, you can't settle for less. Yeah. Can't settle for less. Um, let's take it there. We kind of addressed this um, maybe 10, 10, 12, 15 episodes ago, but how does one get better at shotgunning tall boys? Uh, first, you got to try it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And like, I mean, like, I've always, I mean, when did I start shotgunning tall boys? I think it was like 98, 99. Yeah, somewhere around there. Word. Uh, nah, but realistically, it was like maybe like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I started doing like like only tall boys, like for my videos. True. It's like once you do a tall boy on a video, it's like why else would you just do a regular ass can? True enough. You can't really downgrade. You don't have that flame. Yeah. Gun. You know, and I and I could do a regular twelve ounce in like three and a half, four seconds. Mm. So like a tall boy, my fastest for that was like five seconds once. Damn. Okay. Yeah, and mm. now it's like around seven, like average around seven seconds, which is pretty good, I guess. Okay. But uh, yeah, just a shitload of practice. Yeah. Uh, don't overdo it. <laughs> just a shitload <laughs> of practice. <laughs> any uh, any specific techniques? I remember when we were talking about it, like. And I didn't know this. You can't breathe. I mean, 
All throat, yeah. huh? Just let it fall? Yeah, just let it fall. I mean, like, the hole that you cut, the bigger the hole, like, as long as, like, you don't spill it all over the place, like, uh-huh. if you cut a big old hole on there, it, it'll go faster, so, I mean, you better... True. Huh. That's a lot to deal with. Uh-oh. You there? What the fuck? There we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. There we go. The, the shotgun and gods lost us for a quick second. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling the secrets. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't fuck with that. They can't have it. They can't have it. <laughs> um, Ren, what is your favorite riff to drink to? Man, like lately, mm-hmm. lately it's been fucking Wraith, Gatemaster. Shout to the boys of Wraith. Yeah, they're actually uh, they're gonna be in LA this weekend. <laughs> hey. So uh, I've got. Any homies out in LA? We should go to the Catch One in LA, October sixteenth. Hey, about ten fucking bands playing. They're playing from what time is it? It's like eight forty-five to nine twenty at the Catch One. Got gotcha. down on Pico Drive. Hey. If you're out there, check it out. That is tomorrow. If you're listening yes. when it drops, this is tomorrow. That they will be out there. Um, go enjoy. Go enjoy. I haven't seen a show live, but. Uh, I've seen I've seen enough and I've heard of enough <laughs> to know that it's a hell of a show to to get into, no doubt. Um speaking of getting into Big Ren, what got you into metal? Thanks for always killing it, yo. Um I appreciate that. Yeah. Um I had always want, I I had always been into punk rock, like back mm-hmm. in fifth grade, back and forth in fifth grade, got into punk rock. I was listening to Blink One Eighty Two before that. Yeah, yeah. And I got one of their little documentary VHS tapes, and they were talking about what they like to listen to, mm-hmm. and they were talking about a bunch of punk rock bands. So I checked those bands out in fourth or fifth grade, and so I started listening to that back then. Yeah. Who were some of them? And uh, Pennywise, No Effects, Bad Religion, Descendants. Okay. All just a bunch of bands from Southern California. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'd always been listening to that, and then, like, you listen, I mean, I, s- Uh-oh, I lost And you. It went blank for a second. Been, Wait, one more time? Uh, I'd always wanted something, like, like I said, I'd always been listening to punk rock, and I still love that shit. Yeah. But I'd always just wanted something that was just faster, more aggressive, more raw. Got you. And... Uh, I found this band called Sodom. I seen this album cover called, uh, this album was called Agent Orange. And I was like, holy shit, that's one of the coolest fucking album covers I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And checked it out and I've been hooked ever since. Word. Okay. Describe the album like cover. a lot of the shit too. Uh, it's a fucking dude and like a, it's three dudes and an AC-130. One of them's fucking, he's just barreling down on that fucking gun just hellfire raining down yeah another dude standing behind him with like holding the ammo like what in a roll and there's this other just there's just this fucking dude and i was just always thought that he was one of the coolest looking dudes he's an all black fucking big old m16 rifle with a fucking grenade launcher on it well yo this is gnarly this dude's <laughs> tight <laughs> <laughs> hooked hooked ever since yeah yeah dig that's it. it dig it dig it uh, pushing forward. Um, I was thinking about this. I, I'm still struggling. What is your spirit animal? I'm a fucking bear, dude. You know what? I had yours figured out. I still don't know mine. I'm a bear, bro. 
They don't fuck with people. They don't like to be fucked with. They do their own thing. Yeah. If they like you, they like you. Huh. If you play dead, they'll leave you alone? Yeah. <laughs> Dog. I got this question. I really, like, I don't know. Like, okay, what's an animal that, like, um, is friendly but doesn't really like you niggas? Is thoughtful, is calm, but will change up the room so quick if need be. Um, cagey. Um, not a cat. <laughs> huh? What kind of cat? Um, You're a cat. I'm a, just a cat, just a regular ass cat. <laughs> like, like, like a household cat. I'm just a regular ass cat. <laughs> Just a regular ass cat. Can I be like a panther? Can I be like a black panther? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. At least <laughs> let me be like a cool, like a big cat or something. I want to be a regular role. So like you, you've never thought about this though, like prior? Mm, no, not not really. No. Like I've had people ask me this question before. Yeah. And I don't know. I've always just liked bears. Or like, I mean, like dogs are cool as fuck. Well, yeah, you know, like they're just dogs, but like they're super fucking cool. <laughs> True <laughs> enough. Am I a wolf? Am I like a lone wolf? Does that? See, I was thinking wolf. I was thinking wolf. Hmm. Mm. Is there like a wolf cat hybrid? What's that shit they're calling Keith Lee now? A bear cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me Google Bearcat real quick. I just want to see one. That's funny as... Oh, my God. No. Nah, I don't know if I want to be this. The this, ugly? Dog, this motherfucker look like... Okay. For one, he's got, like, part seal. He looks like a seal in the face. Oh. But, like, disheveled, three-day bender, hasn't showered. This looks crazy. Maybe I'm a Bearcat. <laughs> Maybe, maybe these motherfuckers look okay, huh? These are interesting. I'll, I'll I'll be a Black Panther. I'll stick with a Black Panther or a lone wolf. Let them have a baby. Wolves are tight too. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let them have a baby, and that's that's me. That is me. Um, pushing forward, Big Ren. Your favorite boy band? You gotta start off with me, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, see, like, I never really got into this shit. Like I said, uh, yeah, yeah. like, fourth and fifth grade, uh, I was listening to punk rock and everybody else was listening to, like, boy bands and shit True. like that. You didn't listen to Hanson or Five? If if I had to pick one, it would be Hanson. Really? Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, I think it was, like, 94, 95, like, we were jamming Hanson in my mom's car on the way to, like... The fucking zoo or something. You knew all the lyrics sitting. to Mbop and Where's the Love. I think, that, I think we listened to that song over and over. I don't even think we touched the rest of the record. <laughs> Mbop. Just Mbop. You never you never saying Where's I the Love. Mom, I feel bad for my mom and dad in the car with us. Just that yeah. shit on repeat for three fucking hours. Bruh. That's a real thing. Like. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like. I was like, we'd be listening to like R&B in the car and now, you know, repeat certain songs. But like, as a parent, you really do- like, I saw a video today of 
black father, black daughter. She's like three years old. And the caption was raising your child in a, in a Latin neighborhood. And she's singing along to like this Latin cumbia type song. (laughs) And she's getting it every word and her face, like the emotion coming out of her face. And he's just sitting there looking at the camera like, yeah, what did I do? Right. Yeah, I wonder how many times he listened to that before he actually got it on video. I swear. <laughs> like, as a parent, like, you kind of... And I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose control of the radio. You know what I'm saying? Keep on bugging out over here. Yeah, I caught it back. We good, though. But no, I'm saying I, just, I don't want to lose control of the radio. Like... Yeah, no shit. I want to play Jay-Z records. 40-year-old 40, 40 Jay-Z records. And my kid learn it all. You know what I'm saying? Instead of whatever the hot new is, because I'm old and angry, disgruntled. Um, my favorite boy band is Boys to Men. It might be cheating. I don't know. I don't care. Um, is that boy, really a boy band? It might be cheating. I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm going with Boys to Men. Um, that two album slaps. Big slaps. Uh, the Evolution album, Big Slaps, Cooley High Harmony. Got some slaps, some early 90s slaps. Uh, Nathan Michael Sean Wanier in 2000. Got some slaps. Um, I'm probably cheating, but like, so? It's my podcast. It's our podcast. Um, NSYNC, Bachelor Rose is cool. If I had to had to really choose, probably B2K, even though I was like not really on that wave. Um, I was in my music snob phase when Pretty Ricky came out. So... Within the moment, because like we talked about before, right? We get older and then we can admit that like NSYNC kind of has some slaps. Backstreet Boys kind of has some slaps, right? I've never heard anything but the the singles. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But within, within the moment and actually enjoying the music while it was the music, while it was out, Boys to Men. Gotta go with Boys to Men. Um, In hindsight, not, well, yeah, in hindsight. Compared to like other, you know, black R and B groups, they were the safest. Um, compared to like, <laughs> compared to like, <laughs> they were super safe. Compared to like Jodeci, um, maybe Portrait, um, Shy, All for One. But All for One yeah, was pretty safe too. weren't hearing that shit until like sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade dance, maybe. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, the most overtly sexual song Boyz II Men did was Uh, Ah. And it's kind of awkward to even say that that's the title of the song. Uh, Ah. Uh, Ah. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. Um, And then maybe like 50 Candles off off of the 2 album, which was a a slap. But, yeah, man, Boyz II Men. Going with Boyz II Men. Uh, Pushing forward. I'm not even sure. Not sure about this one. Um, Green Day? Question mark. (laughs) That's the the question. Uh. That was that was around the same time, like fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, I think I stopped listening to them around like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, yeah, it was freshman year of high school, uh, two thousand four. Went to like my first big concert, and that was Warp Tour. Okay, they were and started finding out about more like street punk bands and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So like they were nowhere to be found. Like once I found out more. Out more like street punk rock, like mm-hmm. street punk especially. I was like, okay, yeah, this is this can't even compare to Green Day. 
Oh, okay. So, so what would you consider Green Day? They're more like pop punk. Okay. I would think. Like I mean, like their early stuff, they're early, early, like their first album I think it was called Dookie. Yeah. Like when a they lot dropped of a bomb would... on the yeah. album cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people would consider that punk rock. And okay. like I don't know, like it's just and nothing wrong with being mainstream or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it was just it was more mainstream just punk rock i guess and yeah. like you you hear the same you hear the singles all the time and shit on the radio true but a lot of the bands that i started listening to like you would never hear those singles you would never hear any of those bands on the radio unless you lived in like southern california <laughs> right 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 local radio pirate radio stuff yeah exactly true true, true. everyone sings that good riddance song and mm-hmm. th- do you know what that song is about uh, i don't actually well his name billy joel billy yeah. joe billy joe armstrong i think um, his girlfriend left him and he was like, bitch, bye. Good riddance. I hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> like, and people sing it like it's some kind of like triumphant goodbye to these special moments. No, he was, st- he got left. <laughs> it, he got left and was happy about it. Like fucking beat it. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had- it's unpredictable. I didn't see it coming. But like fucking beat it. Hope you had the time of your life. Song, and that song's sad as hell too. Like they got like a fucking violin and shit up in there. Like yeah, yeah, Like nah, that fiddle was fiddling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there, we've talked about this. There are so many songs that people don't really like. I play Hey Ya at weddings all the time. Like that's a song about love not working out. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, play Hey Ya. Oh. Um, at a wedding, <laughs> right? At a wedding, right? Um, you remember that song, Closing Time, Semisonic? Mm-hmm. That's a song about giving birth. That's a weird name. That's a weird title for yeah. giving birth. They use the analogy like the bar is closing, but like, no, it's actually about giving birth. Go to Genius.com, listeners. Uh, it's actually about giving birth. Um, some, yeah, uh, to, to the place that you will be from. Yeah. Wherever you, whatever, wherever you're born, that's the place you'll be from. Um, but yeah, it's about birth. So, anyway, um, you had them Budweiser shrimp yet, Buster? Shit's tight. I know, I know exactly who asked that question. <laughs> Buster, I've not had them Budweiser shrimp yet, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> yee yee, <laughs> yee yee. Have you uh, you had the Mike's hard dogs yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know those sellers the Walmart down here. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and had to, you ain't go to the. Uh, I'm just remembering, and I remember exactly which episode this was. It was episode 18. It was a store you mentioned that like sold like super old bread. Oh shit! Um, fuck! It's the other. It's the grocery store here in town. Uh, Little Giant. They ain't got the uh, they ain't got the hard dogs or the Budweiser. Shrimp. I don't fuck, I don't fuck with Little Giant, dude. Like I said, they sell that old shit. True. <laughs> <laughs> Them old f- fell off the back of the truck meat. Like like this is a straight up grocery store, but like they got like knockoff like flat screens all over the place for yeah. sale for like fifty bucks. <laughs> like dude, no, <laughs> that's what they got. Them Astro headsets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's funny as hell, man. 
Pushing forward, what's the weirdest thing you've made out of the bare essentials in your kitchen while under the influence? Had to edit that real quick. I don't know who's listening. I gave that lifestyle up. Um, fuck. So many concoctions. <laughs> you are the, you're the fucking snack master, dog. Dead ass. Honestly, like, it's probably just, like, some fucking weird-ass dip because I always got chips. <laughs> I've realized that my but, favorite snack is any kind of chip and dip or anything I can dip. Milk and cookies, yeah. chip and dip. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Um, But, no, it's probably just, like, some straight of, like, some weird-ass cheese dip. Like, yeah. I always got a little bit of milk. Always got different types of shredded cheese. Yeah. Some sliced cheese, you know, throw all that shit in a bowl and a little bit of milk and microwave the fuck out of it. <laughs> You're good to go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I yeah. was I was at a homie's house one time and uh dude started boiling up some eggs and he just started eating them straight. Just the <laughs> he didn't devil them, he didn't put them in no salad or nothing. Nope, just straight up hard boiled eggs. And, just eggs and farts. And then and then one more time, uh this was this was way back in high school. Mm. Uh you might have been there for this one. I don't know, I can't Uh-oh. remember. But uh, motherfucker was eating uh crackers with strawberry jelly and butter. That sounds kinda fire. I mean, see? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sounds fire. <laughs> strawberry jelly and butter. Fuck the biscuits. Give me the saltines. Were they saltines or were they like Ritz? They were saltines, bro. Had to like be saltines. Shit you only eat with chili. Like you yeah. don't eat just saltine. Uh, I um, I'm really not sure. Like lately, I'm not sure if I necessarily make weird things, but like for my smoothies, I'll dead ass grab like everything in my fridge and pantry and throw it all in, and it never comes out the same way twice, and I love it. The fuck you put in there? So, dead ass. I'll start with leafy greens, um, frozen fruit, celery, carrots, yogurt, almond butter, cinnamon, apple juice, orange juice, almond milk or cashew milk, whatever I got. Uh, cantaloupe chunks. I said celery and carrots. I gotta get some. I gotta get some of that shit you got, man. Fuck, bruh, bruh. I'll throw some granola in that bitch. I'll throw um some like uh dried dried cherries, dried cranberries, dried golden raisins, like a little pat you find at your local Walmart. Um, you just have all this shit at the crib all bruh. the time. Oh, I'm oh I'm a grandpa. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my diet is mad is mad grandpa. I'll take uh you know what I you know what I like my my biggest indulgence lately is you uh you ever see those symphony bars? No. It's a candy bar called Symphony. Uh-uh. Like, I would see it all the time growing up, but it looked like, but the way it was packaged, it just looked like grandpa candy. But I never you really looked. You have Werther's in the crib, don't you? I don't have Werther's. I don't have <laughs> Werther's. But, listen, if you know what I mean? So, I would see them, I'm like, nah. But, like, earlier this year, I looked at them, and I was like, yo, this is what's in the Symphony bar? So, it's a chocolate bar with toffee and almonds. This will this will be the deciding factor if you're mm. like really old man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck with the little strawberry candies. Nah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I don't even know where to get those. I'll, you got to be a certain age. Yep. Yep. They, don't, they don't tell you where to get them. That shit ain't unlocked. Age. That shit ain't unlocked yet. 
<laughs> yeah, dog. And I throw that all in one smoothie. All, yeah, all in one smoothie. And that should be, it's never the same thing, but it's fire every time, right? Uh, also, matcha green tea. Like the green tea mix. I'll throw that in there too. Um, And then, and like my pancakes. So like I'll eat protein pancakes. And I'll throw in like, I'll, and like my batter, I'll throw in a little caramel drizzle, caramel drizzle, um, some honey, some matcha green tea. So my, my pancakes come out green. Um, I'll throw in little little pieces of symphony bar. So I got chocolate and toffee and almonds in my pancakes. Uh, bruh, bruh. Breakfast, most important meal of the day. Juvie desayuno. I have a fucking cup of coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> 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 that's funny that's funny as hell oh man uh big Ren. what are some of the best parts of danville illinois the hometown all the front porches we used to kick it on mm-hmm. back in high school uh your porch my porch tito's porch max porch yeah we had some good uh, porches yeah, bro. We'd be porches. on those porches till like four or five in the morning, just hanging Man, out. Man, wilding, hanging out. Yeah. Um, the country cruise, the country roads. Yeah, something special about those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Shit. Like. What else, really? Though, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole North End. Shout North End. Um, Lincoln Park. Shout uh-huh. Lincoln Park. You know, you go. My street was like my street that I grew up on was dead as like a metaphor for the life that I lived. Like the street I lived on, if you take my street, it goes right into the main entrance of Lincoln park. Right. You take a left, you got the basketball courts. You take a right, you got the stage where they did all the plays, all the, the music concerts, arts in the park, nigga arts in the park. I'm, I'm sure it's not what it was, but I will look forward to Arts in the Park every year for the shakeups. Strawberry shakeup, running to people you hadn't seen in a while, just just feeling the city. Lincoln Park, uh, one of the greatest things about Danville, Illinois. Um, Downtown's gotten better. Has it? Well, I mean, they do like, well, during the summer and shit, they do like uh, little free concerts down there every Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been doing that the last few years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I they're they're trying to brighten up downtown a little bit. I love know? it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um I mean like ten years ago it was just nothing but empty buildings down there. Yeah. And now it seems like shit's starting to move back a little yep. bit. I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. Shit the bowling alley. Nigga. Oh man. Every <laughs> bruh, before college, every Wednesday I link up with the Vatos. We do dollar bowling every Wednesday, dog. I swear, I swear. You mentioned downtown. Um, my favorite thing about the city, it would only come once a year after Thanksgiving, was the icicle display. Yep. I would drive down that street at the end of the night. Like, I would go out of my way just to drive down that little strip of Vermilion Street just to just, just see it. Just to see it, right? I don't know what it was about it, man, just to see it. Um I won't dig into it, but I got some yeah, I got some memories attached to just that that display. Um, what else, man? The lake was pretty cool. If you knew somebody that had a fucking boat or something. True enough. <laughs> True enough. 
True enough. Shit, shit. Uh, the property. Fuck. Yeah. Shout out to the property. Yup. Yeah. I was only out there a couple times. Um. <laughs> shout out to Denvale West. Yeah. All the shenanigans that we would get into in that park. Um, Amping your pants. Kenton, <laughs> bruh. Shout out to Scarlet falling off that cliff. Um. Yelling out, help! Help! My leg! And then somebody grabbed his leg. He was like, no, my other leg! And then somebody grabbed his leg. like, no! My other leg! Uh, that shit was hilarious. Um... For those uh, who like a, a dope-ass smiley face cookie, shout out to Royal Donut. Yeah, um, Custard Cup. Custard Cup. Golly, yeah. My mama loved lemon ice cream. I think that's just an old black woman staple. Uh, yeah, that shit's fire. I, lip, I get a lemon, lemon strawberry. Lemon and butter pecan. And a waffle <laughs> cone with the marshmallows in the bottom of that motherfucker. <laughs> that's kind of fire. The marshmallows at the bottom. Um, What else, man? I don't want to sell the. I don't want to sell the hometown short, bro. Um, damn, I'm brainstorming. Uh, and part of it is just like memories coming back. And we 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 would talk about how you would kill the fire sauces at the old Taco Bell, not the Taco Bell uh-huh. now, but the old Taco Bell where the subway old, is. Old. You know what I'm saying? It's a very very <laughs> very niche question, like, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people that even listen to us, uh, I feel like most of them are like. A little bit younger than us, so they probably mm-hmm. haven't. Even, they probably never even seen the old, old Taco Bells. Yeah, yeah, and hell, we realizing too that like we have listeners all over the country. Yeah. So Danville, Illinois, like what, what? Um, there was remember the boardwalk. Oh yeah, it's still there. Yeah, well they they kind of take care of it. I'm sure <laughs> they don't. They kind of changed it. Like after, like at first, it didn't have like the actual like. Didn't I have like a trail? They changed something about it. Like the actual boardwalk. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say trail, but it's been and a minute. They had like the boardwalk that you walked on like, yeah. all along that shit. Right, right, right. I, I'd have to see it again. You remember the uh, the big dick and balls somebody spray painted in the middle of the road? Hell yeah. <laughs> they, had to, they, had to, uh, they had to cover that up. Um, there is like a there is like a legend too out there, honestly, like out in that area. Back hmm. in the day, I guess there used to be like this was like way back in the day, like hundred years ago. Yeah. But like a fucking like pterodactyl sized fucking bird. Oh shit. That was hanging out around that area. Apparently it picked a little motherfucker up and nobody ever seen him again. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> pterodactyls out here kidnapping little white children? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny as hell. Little white children. I imagine Danville was probably a sundown town like 150 years ago. Um, would surprise me. Yeah. Well, love my city. Um, there was something I was gonna mention and I just forgot. I it just hit me and I lost it. Um, love the hometown though. I'll never forgive CBS and Reggie Bush. Oh shit. I'll never forgive them. Yeah. Uh, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, well, listeners, there was a special, uh, I think it was called, like, I don't know, it was some kind of, like, trading places kind of thing. Yep. Where they would, like, let's say somebody, let's say Reggie Bush, because that's this is the example. He would trade lives with someone who had the same name as him. And so Danville had a, uh, uh older white male named Reggie Bush. There, he had to be the last white Reggie ever. There ain't no other white Reggies. I swear, I've never met one. <laughs> that's the- <laughs> The only white Actually, Reggie there, I ever there seen. There was this dude. 
There's this dude I used to play online with, and he is from uh, he's from Scotland. Mm. His name was Reggie. He's a okay. white dude. <laughs> Got you. See, Scotland, I don't count. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> they showed, for one, they showed, like, the dilapidated areas of Danville, and they showed parts of Danville that, like, nobody fucks with. Like, they didn't show... They didn't show the stuff we talked about. They showed, like, the cornfields and the back roads. They showed Schlarman High School. They didn't even show Danville High School, which I was tight oh. about. Um, Yeah, man. So, anyway. There was another show, uh, like, Brett Michaels, like, some bullshit, like, dating show with this old rock star motherfucker, Rocket Brett Love? Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. And they were at the they were at the Civic Center ice skating, and one of those chicks on that show bust her ass and bust her titty. Wait, 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 uh, wait. Word? Yes, yes. Like bust her implant at the Civic Center. I remember that show. I never they knew that they filmed champagne. at the. Wow. <laughs> I'm tight. Well, did you ever hear too? Back in the day, uh, we had an option to get the U of I, and we, and we chose, chose the, the VA. VA. Yeah. Bruh, I'm sick to this day. That I call it our Sam Bowie moment. Yeah. For, for those not aware, Michael Jordan was taken third in the 1984 NBA draft. The Portland Trailblazers, so at number one, Houston Rockets, they chose Hakeem Olajuwon. At number two, the Portland Trailblazers chose Sam Bowie, and then the Bulls drafted Michael Jordan. Sam Bowie was a power forward who, in a long line of Portland draftees flamed out because of injuries. So when Portland could have had Michael Jordan, they chose Sam Bowie. When Danville, Illinois could have had the University of Illinois, we chose the VA. I wonder like I wonder if they would have put the U of I where Dak is. I would imagine so. And I, and I wonder like if they would have done that like how Easton would have been different or like yeah, I mean, yeah, shit, man. You you can only help but wonder. And the thing is, too, like they whoever is it they they weren't thinking about the foresight. They didn't have the foresight to understand what education was gonna be. They thought we would just be in wartime forever, wartime, wartime, wartime. They didn't understand that education is gonna be like a thing. They didn't understand that wars end. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no shit. And so now, yeah, I mean, you know, we got you know the community college, we got the VA, but had 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 the the powers that be chose differently, like, yeah, imagine, imagine what it is, imagine what it could have been. So that's what I was gonna say. Uh, you know, we took um, uh, what the, what's his name? Playboy Earl Hefner, Hugh Hefner. We took his virginity. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Apparently, Danville had a red light district back in the day. And oh. uh, we we own Hugh Hefner's virginity. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salute to Hugh Hefner and Dick Van Dyke and Jerry Van Dyke and Bobby Short and Keon Clark. Gene Hackman. Um, Joe Tanner. Um, I remember one time, I was like four years old. And uh, so my mom used to be pretty close with Keon Clark's mom. Mm-hmm. So for those not to know, Keon Clark uh, was is a, a former NBA player, and our moms were really close back back in the day. Um, and me, as a as a a talkative, open minded four year old, I told Keon Clark's mother that Keon Clark 
was kind of ugly. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it, it came to mind, came to my heart. Keon was not there. He wasn't there. Uh, yeah, it came, came to heart, came to mind. Um, I did say that they used to be close. So, hey, maybe that's on me. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I am asked, Juve, what's your sketchiest DJ gig of all time? Um, I have been lucky enough to not have anything like too crazy happen at my shows. Um, I always hear about the fight in the parking lot. Um, I always hear about the father of the bride who slipped and fell on the dance floor and busted his head open. Um, I always hear about those things. I had the bride who got taken off in an ambulance. I had the, the guest who pissed herself on the dance floor. Um, sketchiest though, I would have to, the one that immediately comes to mind. I told this story about a year ago. It was my first show in city. I live in now. And it was on my birthday. And a bridesmaid, uh, <laughs> a bridesmaid was chatting with me and was like, hey, basically, you know, chatting me up, chatting me up. You know, the her dad, her brother got married. Her dad was a groomsman and she was a bridesmaid. And, you know, her dad was being super dope, super nice. She was telling me how, like, yeah, people are being nice to my face, but they don't really fuck with black people. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you know, regular regular Saturday, you know, uh, America, right? I wasn't really surprised, but yeah, good to know. Good to hear it out loud instead of just me thinking it to myself that they don't really fuck with me. Um, but then she uh, she invited me for, for, for after hours. We'll put it that way. And <laughs> go back and listen, y'all. It was a year ago. I forget yeah. which episode it was. Go back and listen. But long story short. You know, I it was my 32nd birthday, and she's like, hey, you know, like, come to the hotel, come to the telly, but, like, we have to sneak. My fam, no one can see you. <laughs> no one in my family who fucks with, who, who doesn't fuck with black people, none of them can see you, because it'll be hell. And, like, I, part of me, like a motherfucker, man, <laughs> part of me considered it, but then she was like, she went to the front desk to get her key and was like, hey, can you run to the gas station and give me some cigarettes? I was like, ugh, bitch, ugh, <laughs> ugh, squares. Racism I can handle. Sneaking around, <laughs> sneaking around on my 32nd birthday as I run an entire region of a company. Eh, minor. Cigarettes. But Marlboro's? Uh-uh. Yeah. I had to give that up. I had to give that up. So it was sketchy. The gig itself wasn't sketchy. It was the invitation for uh, the after party that was kind of sketchy. Um, yeah, I drove that two hours home. Go back and listen. Go back and check out the archives uh, to, to listen to, to that story. Um, back in the wild-ass, wild-ass summer of 2020 series of episodes. I, I would say somewhere in the early 70s. Somewhere around the 70s, early 70s. Yeah. Um, pushing forward. When is the hard camera coming to YouTube world? It's on you. Um, 
we've uh me and Ren have talked recently about an idea that we have for YouTube. Um and I know, you know, nowadays, especially with, with the way podcasts evolve, like people wanna see the hosts. They wanna see it in, 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 in real time live action. Um part of me though, and, and I'm just speaking for myself, I'll ask you in a second, but part of me kind of enjoys the old school radio aspect of it where the theater of the mind you can let that create the picture for you versus me and us just showing you what we're doing I'm with that. you know what i mean i i just and may and again you know adaptation and growing with the growing with the platform um like i said you know we do have an idea in mind but it's especially coming from you know me i came from radio in college and I remember driving through the hometown, and I'm Bill Pickett. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder to this day what Bill Pickett looks like. I could probably Google Bill Pickett, but I'm not going to. See, like, and I think if we were to do a YouTube show, it would be better if we recorded it in the same room. There's that aspect. Set up. And you know we've... And we've got, you know, we've got podcast homies, you know, especially, you know, Clark Wrestling. We actually asked this question, shout out to Clark Wrestling, uh, Clark Street Wrestling Pod. You know, they film in two different areas. They do like a split screen. Um, but, yeah, part of me just kind of likes just the audio of it all. Clean your crib, drive to wherever you're driving to, um, you know, do your workout, whatever it is that you, that you, that you do. I kind of like that aspect of it of being the soundtrack versus being the movie. Um, one day that might change, you know. Some would argue that it should, but again, you know, like I said, we have a we have an idea for uh, for utilizing the YouTube because back back you know a couple years back we utilized the YouTube a lot. Um, you couldn't see us, but we would put up pods on YouTube. If y'all want to go back and check those out, um, the hard camera on on YouTube. Um, but yeah, we kind of you know kind of strayed away from it, kind of focused it toward other other avenues, other platforms. But you never know. You never know. We may have to may have to boot it up for that idea that we have. So, uh, Ren, if you had one superpower, what would it be? This is actually a tough one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really. Uh, <laughs> flying. Flying. Yeah. Yeah. Why flying? I can go anywhere I want. <laughs> wait. If I can go through goddamn TSA every time I do that shit, I always get pulled to the side. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they always search you. Always extras, ass, dude. Mm. Gotta take off. My, I mean, I, I gotta do the whole. Like, it ain't. They don't take me to the back room, but it's always oh, <laughs> red flag. Right. <laughs> right. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I would do teleporting. Yeah, maybe not flying, but I would do teleporting. Same shit. Yeah. Same yeah. Shit, kind of. I hate traffic. Yeah, bro. I hate traffic. My biggest pet peeve is bad drivers. Yeah, dude. Like I, I hate that shit. Um, I hate over aggressive drivers. I hate under aggressive drivers. I hate people who rev their engine. Like no one has ever said, "Ooh, ooh, listen to that nigga rev his engine." Like, ooh, no one's ever said that. Um, yeah. Let me just get where I'm going. Right. Invisibility. That's kind of creepy. Um, yeah. X-ray vision. Kind of creepy, uh, yeah, right. Strength is cool. Strength might be cool, maybe. Like, you can 
could do so many things with that. Like, and what? if you're like, I mean, like, you need to open a jar of pickles. Like, how many jars of pickles can you open in a day? I'm saying. Yeah, like, who, yeah, strength like, is. If the world was, like, really fucked up, and, like, it was like a fucking movie, yeah, then give me strength. Yeah, I feel that. I needed to use it every day. Right, 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 right. Fly. True. I don't need super hearing. I don't need. I don't need to be able to read y'all minds. No. Half you motherfuckers anyway. Yeah, like we don't, we don't, we don't really like you niggas. We don't. Um, We don't really want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, like we ask you to ask us questions, but like, no, we don't. No, no, not at all. But like transportation. Questions. These are, these are good ones. These are good ones. These are good. We we still don't really like y'all. Uh, I'll speak for myself. Um, but yeah, like transportation, teleporting. That's that's mad functional. Like, yeah. I go places all the time. <laughs> I would wonder like how it would work though. You remember Urkel? Remember Family Matters when yeah. Steve made the transportation device? Yep. Like, and if you were touching Steve while you were standing on the pod. Like everyone, everyone transported. Yeah, like how does that shit work? Like if I'm touching something, does it just come with me? Like I was just thinking that I was like, what if I gotta like bring a lot of shit with me? Do I have to go back and forth each I fucking square? <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do I just bundle it all together, tie it with a rope, and grab the rope? Like how fast do I fly? Like, Bruh. What's going on? like gotta do, figure this out. Do I like disintegrate and travel through like? Wild space? Do I just blink and I'm there? Just turn into energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if not teleportation, then at least super speed. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? That's fun. Um, Big Ren, what is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself in 2021? oh shit introspection growth yeah like growth like who the fuck grew dude during this pandemic man we regress regress like a motherfucker um shit what was the like what is the biggest thing you learned about yourself in 2021 Fucking, I mean, I don't know if this is, like, learning, but, like, fucking hang out with more of your internet friends. I don't know. That's what's up. Like, like if you're real, like, if, I mean, because most of the time you meet somebody on the internet, like, you meet them on, like, social media. Yeah. Or playing video games or some shit. And there's mm-hmm. a reason that you motherfuckers still talk, because you motherfuckers have something in common. Right. It's right, not, like, right. the people you meet at work. Like, you're excited to get home and, like, hop on the game. Yeah. With the homies. It's like, you already talked to them. Like, you're going to be on. You've learned that the internet is truly real. Yeah. And that you have a space to utilize it and and grow from it in any kind of way. Bingo. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I have learned. I kind of knew this, but, you know, I've always considered myself a patient kind of, you know, a patient person. Um, I've had to develop more patience. I've always considered myself a jokester. I like I like the funnies. But I have learned I have learned that I am much I am a much more serious person than I would have liked to admit. 
probably a year or two or five to 10, 20 years ago. Um, when I'm not with the funnies, I am not with the funnies. And a lot of people to deal with, but even it, it permeates into my personal life too. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very solution oriented. And I think that, that, that spills from professional into personal. And so like, but also I've learned to like deal with disgruntled customers. So like, let them get it all out. Right. Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. And then, (laughs) and then when it's time for the solutions, like I'm really, I don't really want to hear you belly aching no more. Let's get to the solutions. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I've real, yeah. I think that's my biggest thing. I realize I'm a lot more serious than I would have ever liked to admit. Um, but I'm, I mean, shit. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, that. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because I know when to turn it on, turn it off, even if others don't. But also, it's the the type of man. It contributes to the type of man I want to grow into. I'm a, I am like, okay, so hell at the end of this month, right? I got five shows on a Friday, nine shows on a Saturday and one, not one. So, so between Friday and Saturday, I got 14 shows, right? That's 14 weddings. That's 28 people. Plus the people actually doing the show. So let's just give it a roundabout because some of them are going to do, you know, shows Friday and Saturday. Let's just say 10 people. That's 38 people that I am in charge of. It's a company. 28 weddings, 10 paychecks, right? Not even including myself. So including myself, 39, right? So... I've already talked about how I don't want to I in this position I can't I can't go back to just punching the clock. No. You know what I'm saying? And I have to be in some kind of leadership position if I ever were to leave this place. And so that comes with a certain like I I'm sure because I employ people, I'm sure I come up somehow in their conversations. Oh yeah. And I would hope it's all positive. But I don't give a fuck if it's not all positive. Yeah. Go to work, nigga. <laughs> Get it done. I'm I'm yeah, like you can talk to me about things cuz I've had to deal with things, but like it's about the paper. Oh yeah. So That's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So Leadership and seriousness and, and turning it on and turning it off would be the way that I would answer that question. Huh, this is a fun one. What's your favorite thing about Ren? What's his favorite thing about you? Now, who, now who came up with this one? Shout to Gen Z6. Okay, alright. I thought you did. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, I did not. I did not. Um, you want to go first or me? Yeah, I'll go first, man. Okay. Uh, I just say your drive, dude. 
Thank you. Like you, I've, uh, I don't know anybody else that's like moved as much as you have in the past, like four or five years. Yeah. And just been able to pick it up. Yeah. Like, like you've been there already for a month or two, you know, no doubt. So, so yeah, no, like, uh, no, just, I mean, basically what you just said right before that question and what you said earlier in the night, just being able to figure it out and adapting. No fucking choice, man. No fucking choice. Um, I really appreciate that. That reminds me of a question that I missed, and I'll, I'll ask it here after we get done here. Um, my favorite thing about Ren. Wow, Ren. I uh, I'm thinking this through. I didn't have like much time we got left. I swear, right? Listen, we got unlimited time, dog. We got unlimited time. Um, me and you have just the most awesome relationship in the sense that like. Years ago, you were like the only friend that I'd like yell at. <laughs> like me and you would argue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you remember we? I think we've talked about this before. We almost got in a fight at Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Yep. Like, and not like, not like a heated argument. Like we almost. We almost threw hands at Monday Night Raw, which is the most ironic fucking thing ever, right? Then we had like an eight-hour drive back the next day. <laughs> right? Like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? We had to share a car for eight hours. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can't just leave. You can't just leave, right? Um, We just have the most interesting dynamic, and I think... You know what comes to mind immediately? It comes because, of course, we talk outside of the pod. But, like, in reference to the pod, I have said a lot of polarizing things. And you've always stood tall with it. Even if you didn't necessarily have anything to contribute to whatever I was feeling, you always let me get the feelings off and stood tall with it. You know... That there are things you don't know. And combine that with. Just straight loyalty. It's 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 one thing to comment on like your don't give a fuck attitude. Right. Because that's clearly there. But you give a fuck in a way that. You do give a fuck. You know when to give a fuck. Yeah. But largely, you don't give a fuck. No. You stand tall with the people you came with. And it's, it's a, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just hitting different points. But, like, you stand tall with the people you came with. Um, and you know when to, you know, when to, when, to, when to just be support. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, bro. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. I used to... um. I stopped because you didn't like it, even though I meant it deeper than I think you may have taken it. But like, I used to, I used to mention that like you were sensitive, right? Oh yeah. And you didn't like that. But I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I meant it in like an all about all encapsulating way, in a sense of yeah, like. You may be sensitive that, you know, what comes to you about you, less less so in last years. You've definitely grown more into your own skin, more into your own comfort. 
but sensitive to the fact of like, yo, you're not going to fuck with anybody I love. And if you do, I'm standing tall and I'm about to ride on your huff ass. So there are a lot of things I love about you, dog. Same to you, dog. Appreciate you, my guy. Um, your answer somehow I missed this, um, but I think it's a great it's a great question to kind of go on top of it. Um, would you risk being uncomfortable to get what you really want in life? I mean, financial instability, being away from going out, partying, etc. Because everybody deifies a mamba mentality without the desire to have it themselves. Great question. I think you gotta be uncomfortable sometimes. I agree. You ha- you you have you have to be, but not everybody, not everybody is. Not every. Could run away from it, but it's still going to be there. Yeah, and I think a lot of the, the key part to that question is that everybody deifies the mamba mentality, but they don't have the desire to have it themselves, right? Yeah, it's all talk. It's all talk without the action. So, like, if y'all been watching the news as far as sports news go, think of like Kyrie Irving. Are you familiar with what's going on with Kyrie Irving? So the NBA season's about to start and Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated and is loud and proud about it. Um Yeah. Somebody asked him at a press conference and he just gave like he fucking gave him a big rundown exactly how he feels about it. And he, yeah, it's getting a little scratchy over there, but um but yeah. So he's unvaccinated, and so now, as of as of today, I believe that he's basically well. They took away a contract extension, so they're not going to offer him a contract extension. He may not be able to play this season. Uh, he plays for the he's for the fine with it, sounds like. dude, dead ass. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets, and New York has a, a mandatory vaccination uh, mandate, um, a vaccination mandate. Um, I believe a lot of the big market cities, big market states, do as well. So that's a lot of games he could miss just by not being vaccinated just because of state mandates. But on top of that, like the NBA being a private organization, I don't know if they this is like the closest to putting in a vaccination mandate without literally just saying it out loud. But like. I'm sure just because how just how this shit works, there are so many people saying a lot of stuff about Kyrie Irving. I'm sure there are. And I'm sure there's a lot of people agreeing with him. And I'm sure there's a lot of people disagreeing with him. Exactly. And so regardless of what you think about vaccination, like he is the epitome. Code. He's the epitome of walking like I talk it. Yeah. You have to respect that he's not going to play ball literally and figuratively. He's not playing ball. He doesn't like you niggas. And he's going to stand tall on what he says. Right. You you have that right there is that that he's comfortable within it, but like a lot of people can't stand tall like that and be that type of uncomfortable. Um, A lot of people say they can, but they don't. And so, and I hate to, well, I don't hate to be on my own dick. I'm gonna just do it. But like you mentioned, you know, my drive and be able to pick up and move. Like I've been in city I live in for a year under a little under a year and a half. I was in city I lived in before this for a little under a year. See, I lived in before this about two years. 
to answer the question, yes, because that is the life I've lived in the last five years. The last, oh shit, we're going to really talk in the last eight years, but that's the life I've lived. I had to do a lot of fighting internally and a lot of not stopping to get here. I don't know nobody in this city. I work, gym, sleep, right? So you talk about financial instability. Definitely had that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Definitely had that. I'm not balling now. My bills are paid, but I'm not not balling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You talk about being away from going out. I don't know where to go in this motherfucker, man. Last time I went out, my sister and her friend came to visit. That was some months ago. Um, so yeah, not going out, not partying. Yeah, that's, that's the life I live now. Um, so I mean, I deify the Mamba mentality because greatness comes at a price. Um, it comes at a big price. There's sacrifices you got to make, um, relationships, titles. Um, I'm kind of just spitballing, but. Yeah, there's stuff you have to sacrifice to truly get to where you want and where you want to be. Um, so I can, especially in this line of work, especially in my my, my specific field and, and people management, I know who's fronting. Oh, yeah, you got it. I know who's fronting. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now if you couldn't tell. Dead ass. Dead ass. I got to judge you niggas, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to. Um, and so if I ever come off as judgmental, if I come off as a know-it-all, I mean, so... It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Normally, the people that get pissed about that shit, you're fucking calling their bluff. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dead ass. Like, I know, I, yeah, yeah, I, I be knowing. <laughs> I be knowing. And I'm not going to compromise on my knowingness for anybody's comfort. And I can't compromise on, you know what I'm saying? Because dead ass, on top of it too, the, the mama mentality and being away from things or sacrifice, that shit pays off. It does. That shit pays off. I'm the most overall the happiest I've been in a long time. And that's without a social circle where I live right now. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? Um on my dick, on my dick, on my dick. Um, <laughs> let's push forward. All right. Well, I mean, you you go ahead. You got any thoughts on that before I, before we push forward? Oh uh, no, no, I'm with you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, let's push forward, man. Why would WWE let Tony Storm, Liv Morgan, and Kofi lose to career losers in the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown tournament? Take us away, dog. Because we're fucking idiots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. I, mean, I, w- I would have loved to see Kofi versus Xavier. I think they would have had fun doing that also. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, the other two, it's, I mean, Liv Morgan just beat Carmella at the last pay-per-view. Right. And that was for nothing, it seems like. Tony Storm just came over from NXT mm-hmm. getting wasted. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck they're doing over there anymore. It's... <laughs> they, I mean, they keep on feeding us shit sandwiches and telling us it's a fucking steak sandwich. True. You know? I, hey, hey, I gotta, I gotta say this. Um, Liv Morgan lost to Carmella. Kofi Kingston lost to Jinder Mahal. Tony Storm lost to Zelina Vega. Um, 
while Jinder Mahal hasn't exactly set the world on fire, Jinder Mahal is a former world champion. Yeah, he is. Uh, Carmella is a former world champion. Um, so I wouldn't say career losers. I think that the Liv Morgan thing, it's been start and stop with her. Oh, ever since she got there. Yeah. It's been start and stop. There's a bigger question involved, too, that like the women's division seems to be devolving. Yeah, those matches were only, I think, what was like 10 minutes? What, like the time? Com- combined. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. What I mean. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a de-evolution there. Um, Tony Storm and Zelina Vega, I will say, <sighs> Zelina, Zelina Vega came back to a lot of fanfare considering how she left and has done nothing or has been giving really nothing to do. Um, Tony Storm, she debuted in NXT, from NXT months ago. She had a win, I believe, over Zelina Vega in her first match and did literally nothing after that except come in to lose to Zelina Vega. Um, I don't really have a great answer. I, I don't really have a great answer. I think Xavier Kofi, to have that match... You know, I was going to say to have that match, they may need like a bigger story attached to it, but I don't see New Day breaking up. No, no, I I, I wouldn't expect them to break up right. that match. I think that would just be a fun, straight up match. Well, I mean, it, and that's what I mean, too. I don't necessarily like for them to have the match. There couldn't be a rivalry. There wouldn't be a rivalry between the two to necessitate some kind of story. This would seem like the only way to have that match is because of a tournament. Um, I think it make for a better story. Clearly, maybe maybe they didn't want to do it. <laughs> maybe that's just what it was. They didn't want to do it, right? Damn, I kind of want to see it now. Yeah, it's like blood sport. Like, yeah, right, bro, we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Um, I don't have a great answer. I wish I did. I don't have a great answer. Just fucking it up. Just fucking it up. <laughs> um, do you agree with taking the belt off Bobby Lashley before a pay per view when he was having such an excellent run as champion? I don't. No. I think. He, I mean, the question itself said it. Yeah. How well he was doing. You know, I thought that was stupid too. Yeah. And I think the reason they did that is because MVP had to get surgery. You don't I honestly th- think that's the reason. You don't think they would have liked him to run as champion without it? I I mean, I don't think they could. I think they don't think Bobby could talk as well as MVP talked. I don't think they'd think that he could held it as well as he did with MVP. Got you. Got you, got you, got you. And then, and then they just brought back the – and then they're talking about – I mean, they're basically bringing back the Hurt Business. Yeah. I find that's way too fucking soon to bring back. You think so? Why you say I think it is. I think. I mean, because what it was like two, two, three months ago they split up. They're yeah. already going to break. It's been, a, it's been a few like, months, but yeah. I just feel like it's too soon. Right. Like I feel like it doesn't mean as much. Like if it was, if it was out of the blue, six months from now, it'd be mm-hmm. like okay, tight. Yeah. I liked. Uh, I liked MVP's explanation on social media. Did you see it? Uh, I didn't. He said uh, somebody talked about how oh man they're just going to put the hurt business back together like doesn't make sense. 
MVP said, oh, you must have never had brothers growing up. You must have never fought with your brothers growing up. That makes sense. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Short and to the point. You had discrepancy with your brothers. You had to take some time off from each other. Just to, you know, you get you get back on, get back on the same page. I mean, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> we almost fought at WrestleMania <laughs> at Monday Night Raw. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Uh, podcast about to be uh, four years deep. Four full years deep. Um, do I agree with it? That's the tough part. Eventually, he'd have to lose it, right? Um, and it doesn't matter how great the reign was, right? He was having an excellent run as champion. But I mean, let's think. I mean, let's think of his reign as champion. He had maybe too many matches with Drew McIntyre. Um, he had he murderized <laughs> murderized Kofi Kingston. Um, let's put it this way. I, I'm, I'm 1000% of the belief that the Big E cash in was only as a response to whatever, what AEW is doing. Oh, for sure. They needed something to move the needle. Not that Big E doesn't deserve it, but even E himself said he thought he would hold the briefcase longer. So I think it was a reaction. Right. I think it was a reaction to what AEW was doing. Then they needed something to move the needle. But also, had he kept the title, he was going to lose it to Goldberg. Yeah. I don't see any other way that it happens. No, neither do I. And I'm glad. That's the only reason I'm glad that he doesn't have the title right now. (laughs) So he didn't lose it to Goldberg. (laughs) Yes. I feel that. I feel that. Um... So I guess the question is, would we rather have seen it on pay-per-view versus Monday Night Raw? I think, yeah. But it was just reactionary to AEW. His reign deserved, like, an an ending with a story attached to it, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's kind of the thing with like baby faces cashing in Money in the Bank. Now they made Big E whole because he beat uh, he beat Bobby Lashley straight up in a steel cage, so they made him whole again. But I think that's kind of the thing with baby faces cashing in. It it you have to have the rematch to get, to get the clean victory because Money in the Bank is a heel concept. Um, cashing in on a on a superstar when he might be weakened. Uh, let me think. Who else was a babyface Money in Bank winner? RVD. RVD announced it way in advance. Um, CM Punk was a babyface, but he cashed in on Edge in a way that Edge got his comeuppance for being such a dickhole for the last four and five years. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of made sense. Um, do I agree with it? Not exactly. Um, I do wish his ending had a bit more of a story attached to it, to whoever did beat him. Maybe if Big E, I mean, yeah, he announced his cash in, but it was more like, hey, watch Monday Night Raw tonight for the ratings boost because I am going to cash in my money and versus like, yo, me, you, hell in a cell in four weeks, we could build to it like that. That would kind of have more of a satisfying story aspect to it. Um. But yeah, no, I I don't agree with it. I wish he had a more complete ending. Um, but here we are. Here we are. Here WWE we are. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Big Ren, what is your favorite match stipulation? 
Ooh, stomped him. Big stompers. See, like, I was thinking about this one earlier, and this is an old stipulation. I mean, we haven't really seen it. Well, Ooh, coal miner's glove? We, no. Spin uh, spin the wheel, make we, the deal? We've we seen, we, we seen it. we actually seen it pretty recently on AEW. But, um, well, I mean, I guess kind of, but... Mm. Back in like this is this isn't my pick, but like the buried alive matches back in the day were fucking rad. I hmm. thought okay, I was not I wouldn't have I'm not sure why I didn't expect it, but yeah, that's a kind of that's a creative choice. Um, what'd you like about it? Just the idea of that's how to win. Yeah, it was yeah it was it was different. It yeah, was, and like back then it was kind of like oh he's got like buried alive. Like now they just set motherfuckers on fire. <laughs> oh, <dang>. Right. <laughs> Uh, it'd probably have to be like uh, triple threat, fatal four way, shit like okay. that. You like multi man matches? Yeah. Okay. Was it about just the chaos or what is it? Just the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I used to really, really like. Not that I don't like them, but I used to really like Last Man Standing. For some reason, the that idea of just a team count. I really, you know, I really did like it, but I kind of realized like it's hard to build drama for like oh, yeah. the finish, right? You want to get the false finish idea, but it's hard to kind of build drama. Um, off the top of my head, I remember I believe it was Kevin Owens in a Last Man Standing match. He uh, he was like down in the ring, and he wasn't going to make the ten count, but he rolled out of the ring and landed on his feet. So he was technically on his feet before the ten count. I was like, "Oh, that's that's fire, right?" Yeah. But you know, we also saw the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens last man standing match where they kind of botched it with the handcuffs. True. Um. What else? My favorite last man standing match was Triple H Chris Jericho fully loaded two thousand. Classic. That was such a banger, fucking. That was a banger of a big slap. Yeah, the whole show. Yes, the triple main event. Yes, big slap. Um, my answer though, old school grandpa candy. Two out of three falls. I I'm a sucker for a good two out of three falls, and it doesn't even have to be like we've seen like the recent stipulations where like first fall is a yeah. Like I don't even need that. Give me a solid. Best man wins two out of three falls. Whenever I play rock, paper, scissors, it's two out of three on shoot. Yeah, I wish they just had more straight up two out of three falls. Like straight get rid up. of all this, get rid of add, get rid of all the other added stipulation bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Just give us a fucking fire two out of three. Just match. give me two out of three falls. I remember Usos versus American Beta. They beat them two straight. Um who else had a great two out of three falls match? Of course, Steve Austin, Triple H. That was the first one that had different stipulations. Uh, but yeah, I'm a sucker for a great two out of three falls match. Uh, Heart Foundation versus Demolition, SummerSlam '90. Um, yeah, just the first fall could be a fluke. There's just different stories you can build in a two out of three falls match. I'm yeah, I'm a sucker for those. I'm a sucker for those. Um, let's see, let's push for. Oh, this is fun. Fuck Mary Kill, F Mary Kill, Trish Stratus, Lita, or Tori Wilson. Corey, Trish, sorry, Lita. Well, who you who you fucking who you marrying? Who you so you're killing Lita? Yes. So you're uh, loving Trish Stratus. Marion. Marrying Trish Stratus. Okay, so you 
uh, a good one nighter with Tori Wilson. Uh, we're we're better men than this, but hey. So who came over this one? Ah, I won't say any names. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, be be clear here. So who you effing? Who you marrying? Who you killing? Uh, fucking Tori marrying Trish, killing Lita. <laughs> why you say it like killing, killing Lita? Um, I'm almost scared to ask why. No reason. <laughs> Where no, I meant like not necessarily why you would put you kill Lita, but I mean just why overall. Uh, just I mean, no reason. No reason. I feel it. Yeah. All good. All good. Um. Okay. I'm gonna marry Tori. I used to have a big old thing for Tori. Um, and now it's bigger. Uh, I used to have a big old thing for Tori, so I, I would uh, we can get married and we can just figure it out. We'll build this life. I'll deal with some of your dumb shit um, to build this life. Um, Trish, I mean, listen, Trish Stratus was elite, elite, elite. But if I, if I'm gonna marry the blonde, then I'm gonna put I'm 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 gonna put the pipe on on Lita. Uh. F Lita, Mary, Tori Wilson, kill Trish Stratus. Um, I just got a feeling that Lita, I don't, okay. Next question? Yeah, yup, 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 yeah. Red hair, thongs, cargo pants, tattoos. Um, Next question. This is a fun one, too. Okay. DX or NWO? This one took me a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go with DX. Mm, talk about it. Just because I was always riding with WWF back in the day. I I was not a fan of WCW at all. NWO yeah. was rad. Yeah. NWO was cool as fuck. And, but DX, those motherfuckers had a tank, dude. They, rolled they up did to, have a tank. They rolled up to WCW's neighborhood and said, what's up? And it's fucking <laughs> tank. They did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I mean, they they lasted longer. I felt yeah. like they were more tight knit than NWO. They felt more like friends in real life, yeah. Yeah, like NWO seemed like like they were all just some bad motherfuckers. Like you had to watch your back in NWO, even if you were in NWO. They might put a hit out like it was it was on a, their, it was on a their boy. if they wouldn't hold their weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I had to think about this too. I, I'm going to go with the NWO. Love Shawn Michaels. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. The greatest. But without the NWO, we wouldn't have DX. No, we wouldn't. The NWO came first and it was such a... It was such just a revolutionary change for the business, right? It really was. I mean, like, that's what motherfuckers turned on. W. I mean, Monday Night Nitro for was yeah, no right. Hulk Hogan, Florida man, turned heel. Legendary decision. Legendary game. decision. Changed the game. Brought so many new eyes to wrestling. Started the 83 weeks of WCW putting the beats on WWF. 
Um, I mean, before that, right? I mean, early 96, like, people were kind of getting their footing, right? Shawn Michaels was champion, but they were still coming out of the whole, like, garbage man, clown, dentist, like, hokey gimmicks, right? And WCW kind of had a little more of a kid-friendly vibe, too, but, you know, not as completely hokey, but they just couldn't... Nothing was really hitting from 94 on. You know what I'm saying? But the decision to make the NWO and for Hulk Hogan especially to turn heel. I mean, think of like the foundation of it, right? Scott Hall walked on TV and it was like, yo, what's shaking, right? And then Kevin Nash, yo, what's shaking? And Hulk Hogan, the cherry on top, it just it built and grew and grew and turned into more of a realistic product. Uh, more of a mature theme, mature storyline. So, um, whereas DX, we talked about before, man, WWE kind of, kind of took like the lowbrow road. Oh yeah, definitely. lowest common I mean, denominator the, the, the road. Yeah. As a faction. Yeah. DX was. Yeah. Um, and uh, hell, and I'm a more serious person than <laughs> I would have liked to admit. So, <laughs> great question. Great question. Um, this one I haven't decided yet. Um, best era of Chris Jericho. I don't know if everybody's gonna agree with me on this one, but mm. uh, Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, best friends. Mm. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Bro. The the tail end of the list, Chris Jericho. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had a lot of fun watching that shit. Yeah, like like I, that was back whenever Raw, I could watch Raw live from the fucking beginning to end. Yeah, it wasn't a chore, and it, it, it wasn't a fucking chore, bro. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is really good. Um, let's think of all the Chris Jerichos there have been. Um, rock star veteran Chris Jericho, he's doing his thing. I don't think the matches hit as hard as they could. Um, pain maker, Chris Jericho. That kind of ties in, but like his New Japan stuff, he was the pain maker. Um, you know, WCW, white meat, babyface, Chris Jericho. Uh, Is that Lionheart, Chris Jericho? Lionheart, yes. Yeah. Corazon de Leon, uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho. Um Dickhead heel Monday night Jericho before he left WCW was good stuff. When he was finding his footing as a heel, finding his footing on the microphone, um, the legendary promo where he was going through all 1,004 holds compared to Dean Malenko's 1,000. Imagine how much fun he was having just yeah. finding his footing as a heel. Yeah, right? The The one-sided feud with Goldberg. In WCW, um, pushing forward to you know Y2J, uh, his debut in WWF. Um, what a way to debut right against The Rock. Um, what else? Um, save us, Chris Jericho when he came back in 07. Um, of course, the list. I'm trying to find, I think, my decision for Chris Jericho. I think the best Chris Jericho. For me, it's a combination of great matches and great character work. So I think I'm going to go with that 08 run 
where he was super serious, justified dickhead Chris Jericho, who wore suits all the time. The one who punched Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that's my answer. I think that's the, 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 the best blend of character work and in-ring work. Um, that Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, really good question. We got some slappers coming up. Um, Big Ren, what is your one-on-one dream match? Stone Cold and CM Punk. Mm. Okay, talk about it. That's something, I mean, that was... We all knew that would never ever happen. Right. You know, but it's just those two characters... That that would be I could watch that for years. Those two characters going at it. Yeah. The you know. beer swilling cussing guy, and the straight edge. Uh, the straight edge. <laughs> yeah, the straight edge smartass. Those have been some hell. Yeah, hellacious promos. Yeah, that's interesting. We actually share a person in common in our immediate dream match. Really. CM Punk. Versus Shawn Michaels. See, those are like, and that's actually really cool because those, I mean, all four of those, well, all three of those people, well, I mean, two of those people are really close, I mean, tied together from the Attitude Era and shit like yes. that. That's, that's good. Give me, like, and there's different Shawns, right? Give me, like, and they could, they could switch sides. You can give me, like, 97 Shawn. Gonna say like 98, 99. Yeah, give me like 97 dickhead Shawn Michaels against like the voice of the voiceless CM Punk who just dropped the pipe bomb. Yeah. Like those promos, those matches, like the stuff that CM Punk may lack in like quote unquote in ring prowess against like a Brian Danielson, he makes up for in personality. And storytelling with the microphone and and the way he works in the ring. Sean, of course, could do it all. Like, give me a give me a best two out of three. You know what I'm saying? Over over a year and a half, where they flip babyface and heel lines. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Who had the better streak, Undertaker or Goldberg? <laughs> no disc to ever ask that one. Uh huh. Is that a serious question? Yeah. What you think? Taker, all day. All day. I was never a big fan of uh, Goldberg. Yeah. Um, I always thought he was like a rip off Stone Cold. And the ball head, the black trunks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That was the WCW version of Stone Cold. Hmm. I you know I always heard about I saw people talk about like the similarities you know bald head black trunks I never really got like rip off Stone Cold vibes of course you always wanted to see the dream match because it was the two top guys and two companies um, but I actually never I never considered Goldberg a rip off I was I was caught up in Goldberg mania you know what I'm saying um, he had a dope thing going but yeah twenty four seven three sixty six man Taker. Um, 100%. that's 21 
years. Like, not that it's 21 matches, but it's 21 years. I mean, like, and, and I love Taker. I love Taker to death, but uh, it should have been, he should have been done after WrestleMania 30. Once yeah. that streak was broken. Yeah, Aww. once that streak was broken. I know. Yo, did you see that video? Which one? Of, of drunk Mark slapping a fan at a wedding? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's put it in proper context. He didn't slap him, but he did yeah, chop no, him. He chopped him, yeah, yeah. The, yes, the yes. fan asked for to be chopped, and Taker, uh, Taker chopped him. No, he was, Taker. he was, he was swaying. <laughs> yeah. You taking that, you taking a chop from Taker? I mean, wouldn't you? What's the stakes? Am I just doing it just you're to getting, do it? Yeah, you're getting a chop from Taker. Nah, that shit ain't that appealing to me. I mean, like... Shot, hey, Mark, chop me! I mean... I mean, I wouldn't ask for it. <laughs> you like, just let, like, just let Taker walk like, up? <laughs> let Taker walk up yeah, and... Yeah, no, like, like, what if you're, like, what if you're, like, at a wedding and, like, he, like, walked over, like, you're having a conversation with somebody else, like, he walks over... And like just stands there listening to the conversation for a little bit. Then he like he doesn't interrupt the conversation, but he starts talking to the other guy. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, what if he asks, "Hey kid, let me give you a chop." And then all what of a sudden, just say? chops you. <laughs> we gonna say, say little Mark. Oh, oh my god, that's funny. That's funny as hell. That's really funny. You just middle middle conversation. Hey, let me chop you real quick. Big evil. You, you got, you got nine line. Chance. You gotta get uh, <laughs> uh, do it for the troops. Holy do shit! For the troops. <laughs> he was a man, do it for nine eleven. Come on now, do it for nine eleven. Um, yeah, man, no, take her, take her. That's twenty one years, and in those twenty one years, he missed ninety four and two thousand. So twenty three years of having to be healthy and produce. And most of the best matches were toward the tail end. Yeah, they um, were. Whereas Goldberg's streak was all within a year, year and change. Um, yeah, take her. Take her. No doubt. Big Ren, we got the last question. And I must say, it's a slap. It's a banger. AEW versus WWE in war games. Who you putting in, and who wins? It's like this has to be current roster for WWE, though, right? Current roster for everything. Five on five. We're going old school war games. Who you putting in, and who wins? Right, I'll, start, I'll start with WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Mm. The Usos. Ooh. Kevin Owens. Mmm. Okay. Any uh any reason why? Or what are your reasons why? I mean the bloodline for one. Yeah. Seth Rollins can go and he's got history with Reigns. Yeah. And basically the same reason with Kevin Owens. I mean they've got they've got history from back in ROH. You know, their matches in ROH were fire. Right. Tyler Kevin Black, Owens and Kevin Seth Steen. Rollins. Yep. Yeah. Mm, so okay. yeah, and I mean Kevin Owens, he's been in, he's been in uh, War Games matches, and they're always fire with Kevin Owens is in those motherfuckers. He was in the uh, NXT one, what, two years ago? Yeah. Yep. The, yeah, the surprise in the train. 
Yep, yep, yep. Blew the fucking blew the fucking roof off that building when True. it came out. True enough. True enough. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Who uh who are they taking on? Who are they going against? They're going against man. Uh, you know this one. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> I got a feeling. I almost did it myself. Uh, I think. But go ahead. Hangman. Ooh. Kenny Omega. Ooh. The Bucks. Mmm. And Brian Danielson. Mmm. Okay. Yeah. I like it. So uh, tell me, tell me about uh, why you chose those five. Those are the best in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. Like those those dudes. Not saying not saying any of the other guys on the WWE side like haven't been all over the place for yeah. so many years, you know. But it just seems it like it just seems like AEW just seems like they're having a lot more fun over there, right? And and that really doesn't have anything to do with winning, but it it just seems like they're having a whole lot more fun over there. And going back to those dudes have been all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. They're in AEW because they wanted to be in AEW. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Okay, who uh who wins? Game changed a couple weeks ago, bud. I feel that. And, and matter of fact, who wins and who? So you know what? We're gonna go old school war games. Well, no, we can go new school. Old school war games. You had to you had to tap out. You had to win by submission. We can go submission or pinfall. Why not? So uh, who wins and who who takes the fall? Um, Daniel Bryan wins via submission on Seth Rollins. Ooh, make some tap to the label lock. Yep. E. Okay, that's fun. That's fun. I want to see this match now. I like because I almost I almost did it myself. I like that you put in tag teams. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, because in like the old world uh, war games, there'd be like a tag team included yeah. in you know the the set of four or five. So I, I like that you did that. I did not, but I really like that you did that. Um, this was fun. This was fun because there were a couple guys on both sides that I had to like not put in. I was like, damn it, uh, it'd be so fun. So like, let me shout those out, right? Pack. Darby Allen would be so fucking fun in war games, wouldn't he? Yeah. But I, I had to take him out. Um, here's my squad. WWE squad. Roman Reigns. Without question, right? Tribal Chief. The big man. My man. Shit. Bobby Lashley. I was wondering about a big... Like, I was trying to pick a big motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and my number five pick, Edge. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. You picked like, like I don't know. You picked like a lot of older dudes. Weathered old grizzled vets. Old man. Old man candy. <laughs> <laughs> old man candy. I thought about like an AJ Styles, but I was like, ah, I don't know if he if he truly fits. I thought about the Usos because of Roman Reigns. I was like, nah, let me get let me get five current like all stars, right? Now my AW side, 
I didn't put CM Punk and I didn't put Brian Danielson because I felt like and I didn't put Adam Cole because while they are part of AEW, they just feel they, they feel a little too new to not really have AEW blood, right? Man. <laughs> I mean I picked one. I picked one out of the three. Right, so. right, right. My AEW side. Kenny Omega. Got to. Hangman Adam Page. Got to. John Moxley. Got to. Got to have him in there. Represent AEW against the machine of WWE standing across from Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. See, honestly, that was that was gonna be my last pick. Like, yeah. Before we did before we started recording, that was my last pick. Yeah. And then just now, I didn't even think about John Moxley just now when I said mine. Yeah. Gotta throw him in there. I almost thought about Chris Jericho. But I passed. Yeah. Here my, my last two. Cody Rhodes. Makes perfect sense. The hard AEW. War Games was his daddy's creation. Got to throw him in there. And then number five. Because I think he would just fuck some shit up. Miro. Miro. <laughs> Fucking Miro. Yes. I want to see him in there against Roman. I want to see him in there against Bobby Lashley. Oh, I want to see him in a fucking cage. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe one of these days we could actually get to see an inter-brand, inter-promotion shit like that. We'd love don't think to. we ever will. Them negotiations would be crazy. That would be so fire. Yeah. So, who wins? Ah. <sighs> For me, for my picks, I think AEW's taking it. Yeah. I think for my picks, I think Roman Reigns pins Cody Rhodes. That'd make perfect sense. I uh, The sheer power of Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley would be hard to overcome. Miro is their only power guy, right? Mox is their crazy guy. Kenny is the you know finesse technique guy. Hangman, he's a fucking cowboy. Cody Rhodes is Cody Rhodes. But then you got Edge, who's a veteran who's been around who's been around, who who been in Daniel every kind of match. He could do it, he could do everything. Seth Rollins, who really might be the modern generation's Mr. WrestleMania, if we taking it there, who can do everything. Randall Keith, he's Randall Keith. Put him anywhere, he's getting it done. Roman Reigns is the tribal chief, and Bobby fucking Lashley is the almighty Bobby Lashley. I think it would just be kind of poetic if Roman Reigns pinned Cody Rhodes after a 40-minute bloodbath. I'm ready for war games. Yeah, yeah, no well, doubt. I, mean, I, don't even know, I don't even know if I am, honestly, with the way NXT's going. <laughs> Dog, holy shit. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't even know if we're going to do a Halloween Havoc show, but we're definitely going to do the next takeover. Um, I'll just say it's not exactly appointment television like it used to be. No. So, it is what it is. My guy, we had a... I'll speak for myself. I had a great time doing this. Oh, no, you speak for brothers, brother. I fucking loved it. This yeah, was, was man. I mean, this this was fun. Yeah, super fun. Super duper fun. They're always They're always fun, but this was real fun. Hell yeah, not even regular fun. This was real fun. 
Um, shout out to everybody, man, who who asked questions. Um, y'all we made this show this without y'all. Literally, like literally, could not have done this episode without y'all. Appreciate every single one of y'all who asked questions and made us uh, made us dig deep for all of that. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up, my guy. Let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, player. Gotta let me go. Let me get that out first. Yeah, dude. But, uh, yeah. You guys want to fucking reach me? You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at a motherfucker. A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat at moffedup316. M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it the fuck out. Check it the fuck out. Hit me on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno. J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, live witticisms, predictions, whatnot, etc. Here to forth and things of that nature. But above all else, you're listening to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Google Podcasts, and some are listening on Breaker. Some are even listening on Radio Public. But wherever you're listening, heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that does not give her a break. She ain't had a wine cooler since 2014 fucking with us. We had more stickers in the back of that fucking van. Content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week with the crown jewel prediction show we're gonna record before crown jewel happens but the show is gonna drop after the show has happened um it's on a fucking thursday it's on a thursday going up on a thursday blood money seven gotta say as of right now the card is looking kind of kind of interesting uh, if if somewhat inconsequential which of course we'll get into next week but uh definitely stick around with us um want to say rest in peace Jelani Day until next time we'll see y'all next time adios amigos salute